this week on Erotic Awakening. Managing your career as a sex worker, bits of sacred, and the F machine fairy. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Patron supporters receive a free version of the audiobook Polyamory Toolkit, as well as ad-free early access to the podcast, free ebooks, exclusive chats, and other content. Check out all of the options at eroticawakening.com. And thank you to all of our supporters, including our new supporter, Siachi. Siachi. Uh, that's what I'm going to say. Siachi. <laughs> Hi, Siachi. Oh, thank hi. you very much for becoming a supporter. Go get your free copy of the audiobook Polyamory Toolkit. Awesome. Thanks to all of our supporters. So if we did a list right now of all of our supporters, it would be a whole show. Wasn't that long ago <laughs> that we did that for Christmas? We, we, you had to use the tiniest font ever to get it all on one page. I did. So, yeah, that was two Christmases ago, I think. That was pretty cool. Time Hi, Dawn. flies. Hi, Dan. Uh, time does fly. We are approaching April, in case you were not paying attention. Oh, my God. No, I've been sick the last couple of days. Can you tell? <laughs> I can't tell. <laughs> I've only been sleeping the last, what, 36 out of 48 Sterilize hours. Sterilize that microphone. Oh, my gosh. So, yes, April is coming up. You are correct. And? Nothing. I was just commenting. <laughs> April's coming up. I can't believe how fast the year's been moving. It's crazy. So this week on the podcast, we are going to be talking to the people from the fantastic... Lust, isn't it? You are an interviewer. I am sick. Uh, test? Are you test, testing yes. me? <laughs> uh, we spoke with Zenith and Raven from Zenith. Zenith from and Raven from Primal Lust. And they gave us the lowdown on um, how to manage your career as a... Uh, well, I'm going to say sex worker, just so you guys know what I'm talking about. But they had a really cool term for it. They did. That was the scarlet collar worker. And we're scarlet collar workers, too. So as we are. sex educators. So, yay. So there you go. That I like collars. Inter that interview will be coming. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> uh, that interview will be coming up in just a moment. Before we get into that, Dawn, I did want to. Uh, you had mentioned that we have a lot of sacred sexuality stuff coming up. Um, we do. Such as? Well, it's so usually our focus, we, we've got like four focuses, right? We've okay. got power exchange, obviously, polyamory, obviously, kinky shit, obviously. But we also, and we, we don't talk about it a lot, sacred sexuality. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a big step of how we started our whole journey was with sacred sexuality. Well, not only is April coming up, so is May Day, May 1st, and we're going to be at the Beltane, mm -hmm. which is a sacred sexuality event. So there might be kink involved there might be polyamory you know as parts of the event but the, the main theme of it is sacred sexuality and then this so just two days from now so probably the day this gets published mm -hmm. i've got an eros gathering zoom that evening and eros gathering is all about sacred sexuality and i'll be talking about i'll be doing like an intro to sacred sexuality um our friends that run the Path of the Kadishti have just started that up again. So those students are going to be coming to the Eros Gathering Zooms and all of that sacred sexuality. Holy cow. And then Monday, I think, is our patron chat. And the topic's going to be sacred sexuality. So I feel so, like this is a big teaser for our next episode, which clearly I we're going to have to do sacred sexuality for our gonna, next episode. I think we're going to have to, and we're, and we're going to be all into it, because we'll probably be recording the same night 
as the patron chat. Yeah, we are definitely gotten steeped into that. We might want to warn the patrons and maybe record that call for the podcast. Oh, that's not fair to the patrons, though. They get this special secret special thing. That is true. So we'll figure out something. We'll figure out something. But uh, yeah, if you want to know what sacred sexuality is or what we mean by Kaddishti, or even Kaddishti eyes, I wrote about that on someone's post yesterday on FET or anything like that. We'll be talking about that a lot, it seems, over the next month or so. So catch us either in person or here on the podcast to hear about it. Absolutely. Or that patron chat that we mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we talk about being uh, in person, I do want to mention that includes uh, basically starting in April, which is why I mentioned it. We are back on the road. So if you are in, we are leaving Arizona. We'll be in Arizona for another week or two, but off to Tennessee from there. Mm-hmm. So we'll be doing a, we called our list the hauling ass across country to get back to the East Coast. So, and we have our reasons for being over there. So we're going to start in Tennessee and we got some stuff in the works, but we've also got Maryland. Maryland. Texas, Toronto, Pennsylvania, Detroit, Kansas City. We are bouncing around a lot. Um, you should stop by and say hi if we're in any <laughs> of those places. And if you want to know when and where we will be. <laughs> Keep up with all our events, book news, discounts, and more via the Erotic Awakening newsletter. And the good part, of course, is just get your EA shout out. Like Andy and Rachel in the UK. Mary from Delaware. And Lisa from the Texas desert. Indeed. So head over to eroticawakening.com and subscribe today. So there you go. Uh, Beyond that, Dawn, let's get into... Oh, wait. One other thing I wanted to mention before we get into this interview. I promise that's next. Uh Uh-huh. I was just... I I don't know what this means, and I don't know anything about it except for what I am reading. So this is somebody's update on um, FetLife. Who's the fuck machine fairy? Woke up with an Amazon package on my doorstep. I'm filled with gratitude. Soon to be filled with something else. So apparently, somebody had, somebody got somebody anonymously some kind of a fuck machine. How nice. Ooh, they're in a location that we're going to be in a couple of months. I wonder if they're going to be at our event and they would bring it with them. <laughs> they may well do that. I, I am thinking that, oh man, I think I know this person, but uh, that is what I will have to admit. We do travel quite a bit and meet we a do. lot of people. We do. So you know what? Have I ever used a fuck machine? I don't even think I've ever been on a Sibian. No, no, you have not. And I don't think I've experienced a fuck machine. You know, I have this thing called 101 Goals and 1,001 Days, and I also have a naughty one that's Mm -hmm. only got like 30 things on it. I've been trying to come up with 101. I need to put fuck machine on there. And I've never tried a Sibian because I'm not a vibro girl. I don't particularly, I like like suction instead of vibration. And Hitachis are too much for me. You have mm-hmm. to put a towel between me and a Hitachi. I may have to try a Sibian once just because I've never tried one before. Absolutely. I am all, uh, we are on the, we're kind of on the roll of trying things new lately. Uh, why not add Sibian to the list? Well, your word of the year is explore mm-hmm. and mine's experience. Well, there you go. That's clear an indicator that and, we need to get you on a fuck machine. And for both of us, it should be adventure because every time we take a different road, we're like, Adventure. <laughs> Fuck machine. Adventure. Mm. So, Don, not long ago, I came across the term scarlet collar worker 
which led me to look into that, which led me to something called the Primal Lust Cooperative. And that led me to our guest today, Raven and Zenith Sanguin. First off, guys, thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having us. We're so happy to be here. Yeah, it's a huge honor. Thank you so much. Oh, our pleasure. Believe me. I was so we've done over 600 shows and I have not come across anything quite like what you guys are showing us describing on the website that you've got primate lust, primal lust cooperative website. Tell me a little bit about what it is that you guys are exactly doing. Yeah, so uh, Zenith and I are some of the co-founding member owners of what we call Primal Lust Cooperative. So we have an LLC. We are originally Primal Lust Industries LLC. And uh, we felt that we didn't want to have such a hierarchical hierarchical business model. Um, I was the CEO of the LLC, but it didn't feel right uh, being the CEO and being in charge of such a big thing. It feels more like a movement rather than a company. So we wanted to go with a cooperative business model and um, support our scarlet collar working community of sex workers through brand management, talent management. That is our focus mainly, uh, talent management. That's what we do, Zen and I, uh, talent management for adult entertainers. And we provide a lot of services for all of our member owners. And we do another podcast series to give as much information that we can about our industry. Yeah. Yeah. Put simply, we make it easier for people that are just starting out to do it safely and ethically and save a lot of the heartaches and pain that a lot of people that are like, oh, OnlyFans, everyone's doing OnlyFans. So that is what we do is, okay, let's let's look at this logically. Let's learn a little bit about business and we'll handhold them their entire career if that's what they want. And, and I want to come back to OnlyFans in a second, but what is a... Uh, we've used the term scarlet collar worker a couple of times now. So define that clearly for me, what it is with, that you mean by that. And who is not a scarlet collar worker in, in this scenario? Yeah. Zen, do you want to explain our, our little... <laughs> our, yeah. Our, our yeah. When we talk about this, Raven is too kind. So I, I got to put myself in the on the firing <laughs> range here. Um, it was me. I was... I was goofy and I didn't properly research this enough in the beginning. Uh, I was I was saying that those in the, you know, sex workers, we call them sex workers, are pink collar workers. That was my presumption and I didn't look into it enough. Dunning-Kruger effect and all, right? So <laughs> when I looked into it a little bit more, actually, and, and I was talking to Raven and some of our other talent about this, and they were so kind as to not correct me. But eventually I stumbled over down like, oh my God, I'm so silly. And I'm like, why didn't any of you say anything? And they're like, well, we kind of new but blah 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 so um but it is basically anyone that works in the sex industry so even people that make sex toys people that um you know write bdsm books that do i don't know maybe even podcasts so sometimes (laughs) yeah exactly yeah so a lot of times and that's that's a big part of what we try and teach is that linguistics matters the language that we use really affects our business as well as society as a whole. If we keep calling ourselves sex workers, there's always going to be someone like, I'm not a sex worker because I'm not having sex with people. That's illegal. I'm not a prostitute. That it, it spirals people into these strange places. However, 
you know, calling yourself a blue collar worker or a white collar worker. Um, there's even no collar workers. There's lots of different collars out there. You know, if you're a collar worker, well, of course you're, you're legitimate. And what industry is more legitimate than sex work? If you really look at it from a historical lens. So what do you think, Raven? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm happy to call ourselves scarlet collar workers. Um, I was hesitant to call ourselves pink collar workers because it didn't quite fit the bill. It was a little bit gendered, but we are scholar collar workers. So. so for clarification, then, do you does that include prostitutes? Do you also act as a talent agency for people that are um, professionalized prostitutes? So we are a legal entity and there's gray areas, I believe, because I'm currently in a different location than our business actually operates out of. So we don't work with people who are doing full service sex work because I honestly just don't know what the the legal gray area is in that. Okay, thanks for that clarification. So yeah, we fully support, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I'm, I just, it's so excited because when we talked the other day, I'm like, I'm a scarlet collar worker. So it's just <laughs> exciting for me. I don't know why. So, but right. please go ahead. <laughs> yeah, we we support full decriminalization of, of scarlet collar work, all scarlet collar work, especially those that are the most in danger and the most marginalized. Because unfortunately, if you legalize things, a lot of people don't realize there's a difference between de decriminalization and legalization. If you legalize things, like in the case of, let's say, marijuana, that's been legalized in a lot of places. However, now you have the governments, you know, doing weird things in it and, and mandating it and regulating it in certain ways that actually harm people. And sometimes we don't think about that. As long as there is no crime committed, like there's no violation of consent, there's no children involved, um, why are we, why do we want the government involved in the first place? Uh, that is our argument. However, we as a legal entity, we're licensed, we have a legal team, we work with a great legal team, uh, we can't be in direct involvement with uh, full service sex work. That's That's not what we do. We help people that are looking to get out of that find the legal path, the safe path, and help them in that way. Not that we ever shame them or judge them. We welcome anyone to work with us. However, we just can't help them build that part of their business. We can help them in the metaverse and with NFTs, however. So, so give us an example of, of um, who your clients are and yeah, what services so, you provide to them. So we do a lot of things with people who mainly want to work on virtual uh, scarlet color work. So they're trying to, for whatever reason, um, get on subscription sites like OnlyFans, Fansly, ManyVids, and all those things. And we do the basic branding brainstorm with them. Um, we found like the secret to success is consistency. It's having a really polished brand. Um, so you have a logo, you have colors, and you want to know who you're targeting. So we go through that whole process with them. And as long as they'll have us, we'll support them in whatever they need, like graphic design, web design, finding leads for them. And if they choose to work in the production side of everything, where they want to be like an actual porn star um, for big name productions, we can network with production companies and get them involved with them. It's got to be really, I can't imagine how challenging it is. Um... And depending on when you listen to this, we just got through a pandemic called uh, COVID and 
the way that went, I'm expecting other pandemics to be happening soon. But the to think that after that, it seems like the spike in sites like OnlyFans shot up and people that want to work in sites like OnlyFans as they were stuck at, at home. And they said, well, here's a way I can make some money. How would just, and, and I'm not trying to, to glean all of your secrets, but it's got to be really challenging for somebody who's new, who says, all right, I'm, I'm the next big star, but there's already a thousand, thousand other people out there doing what I do. So is that what your, your, your challenge is, is getting them to yes, stay Yes, very much somehow? so. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great point. And Raven's probably heard me say it a thousand times. Everyone in the co-op has heard me say it. That which is popular is rarely, if ever, the best. And that which is the best is rarely, if ever, popular. The thing about OnlyFans and, for example, TikTok, like those are the two big things that everyone's flooding to right now. Well, guess what? If people are flooding to it, it's too fucking late for you. Like it's that simple. You can try and beat them with a stick and, and out compete. It's possible. I'm not saying that it's not possible. However, if you're not thinking about what other people aren't thinking about, if you're not paying attention to what's actually happening under the undercurrent of social media, you're going to miss out. So metaverses and, and, and NFTs, crypto, blockchain technologies, co-ops, um, these things are the future. Whether you like it or not, it's going to happen. And if you're not already in that space, it might be too late for you. So that's kind of why we help people. You know, we work with people that are in BDSM relationships, pro-doms, pro-dommies, uh, people that want to do full service scarlet collar work, but they know that there's dangers. They don't want to be locked up. <clears throat> they want to work in strip joints, things like that. Well, guess what? You can do all that stuff in the metaverse. I've made lots of money doing pro-dom services in virtual reality. And everyone can. It's actually pretty simple. And we want to make sure that they have their marketing down. They have their 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 avatar down um, first before we just be like, yeah, go ahead, have fun. Like we can we can give you that. We can totally consult with people and let them just run off and do what they want. But if you're really looking for essentially mentors and guides, uh, talent managers, I'm sure Raven would agree, we're just glorified personal assistants. Like it sounds fancy, but they hire us. We're not their bosses. They can fire us at any time. And that's that's an ethical business model in our opinion. So I hope that answered the question. Yeah, absolutely. But it, it sounds like you you are working with new people. What about somebody who's got an established brand? Like let's say somebody's got a, maybe they've got a podcast that they've been doing 14 years or so. And they're not going to get out of the podcast. I mean, you might say the podcast ship has mostly sailed, but that's what we do and we're good at it. And we're not going to leave that area per se. Would you have any... Um, options or opportunities for someone like that who's got an established brand? Yeah, so we would actually have a, our whole services list is customizable to whatever our client needs. So if you're already established, then we would want to discuss what are your struggles? What are you looking to enhance? And do a little bit of dream building, like what are you wanting for in the future? Yeah. Yeah. And more directly, uh, for me, at least, I would say, okay, so it seems like you've been doing this a long time. You know what you're doing. Do you want to keep doing this forever? If the answer is no, then I'd say, okay, well, maybe you'd like to teach how other people can do it. Duplicating yourself is so important in business, period. 
it is it is a secret of success. I mean, that's why Raven and I work together. We've been best friends for a number of years. Um, we were BDSM mentor mentees. And I realized that honestly, I feel the most responsible thing to do when you have power is to give it away. And I feel like that was the most logical thing for us. I, I think Raven didn't feel like they were ready, but I knew Raven's potential. And I feel any good mentor wants their mentee to outperform them. It, assuming that you want the world to be a better place. That's our goal. That is our mission. And we're going to accomplish it. And this is just one of many ways that we're doing it. Awesome. Awesome. So I actually do have a, a question myself, because you said metaverses and then avatars and online and digital. And so are we talking second life or is there, or am I old school and second life is an old thing and there's newer things out there that I should be looking at? Yeah, yeah, there's tons of new things out there. Uh, we're working very closely uh, in a ambassador partnership kind of thing with this up and coming platform called RD Land. And it is, it was born out of um, getting censored on things like Second Life and VR chat and, and those ones, because unfortunately the terms of service are there for those ones are very slutphobic. Um, but for our DLAN, they're an adult metaverse. It's meant for kinksters. It's meant for adult conversations and play and teledildonics and all that great stuff. I might have to check that out because I think I'm falling behind. I actually went on Only OnlyFans the other day because I'm like, oh, maybe mm -hmm. I'm going to try this out. And I went on there. I couldn't find anything pervy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I really couldn't either. I don't know how to search or I, it's really hidden. Yeah, yeah, that that's exactly what we do is one of the first things we do is, OK, what are your goals? What do you want to do? What platforms do you want to go on? And then we teach them about the terms of service and we show them. We actually walk them through the process of how to find the terms of service of the platforms that they want to go to, whether it's TikTok or OnlyFans. Um, and you will find the, the term obscene and vulgar or unconventional. Um, and in the case of OnlyFans, for example, one of the reasons you're not going to find many Kicksners on there is because they define, you know, harm very broadly. So, you know, to us, it's just S&M and it's consensual between adults. There's nothing wrong with it. You're not actually harming anyone necessarily. There's a difference between hurt and harm. We know that this is Kingsters, but unfortunately, OnlyFans is there to make money. Whoa. Ah, there we go. So you'll notice that the terms of service of OnlyFans, uh, unfortunately, OnlyFans, they're not kinksters. They want to make money. So our definition of what is happy, fun, wonderful content is not exactly OnlyFans. They're there to make money. They're a company at the end of the day. They're not here to empower individuals, you know, to have an erotic awakening, you know, and bring on, a, you know, the self-love revolution like the four of us here are. Um, they're they're just there to make money and and they're constantly and that's the thing with technology scarlet color workers tend to help be a catalyst for new technology you've seen this in the since the beginning of time um you know we can talk about marque de sad and we can talk about the printing press for crying out loud right um so it was the perverts it was the ruffians it was the the you know the obscene people that brought about new technology um we can mm -hmm. talk about um uh, what what is it like uh, the phone phone calls you know like the group phone call groups like the telephone 
you know, every technology. And we can talk about NFTs and metaverses and all that. But once the technology becomes mass adopted, guess who's the first one to get kicked off of those places? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. and that's a problem. I, I I would presume that you had a little bit of a hard time establishing your podcast. I could be wrong. Um, Not so much 14 years ago. I think things were nobody really cared paid as attention. paid it like youtube was barely i don't even think youtube google even owned youtube at that point so there was no uh terms of service um apple pushes back a little bit but at this point it's so it's apparently people just don't care enough to apparently i think they know the secret that 99 percent of all podcasts don't make money anyway yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> well that's good so we so we won the war with podcasting um, we're hoping that, you know, people like Mark Zuckerberg don't box out the metaverse. Right. Right. Um, so one more question for you, if you don't mind, what, what do you think is that next big thing that, that people need to be prepared for that, that you, you mentioned the one, is there, is there anything else out there that, Hey, watch it. This is about to die or don't mm-hmm. put all your eggs in this basket or Maybe there's a basket that we should be running towards. I would say run towards the basket about blockchain websites, blockchain technology and all that stuff. Um, It's very hard to get those things taken down to my understanding. Um, Maybe somebody smarter than me can tell me I'm wrong, but um, the tech behind that to my very basic understanding seems promising for scarlet collar workers and cryptocurrency. Yep. yep, absolutely. Yep. And then we did talk about metaverses a little bit. I'm not going to beat that metaphorical dead horse, um, especially because I'm vegan. I'm not going to do that. Um, but <laughs> I, I can say that the co-op's mission, even though we are a arguably a porn company, we produce feminist porn, we would like to abolish porn. That is that is our mission. And some people are like, well, why would you do that? Like, isn't don't you want more porn? Yeah, we do, but we're bringing on the self-love revolution. And a big part of that is acknowledging that lots of people come to porn for a reason. There's a motivation to it. Most of us, we want to fucking connect. And unfortunately, what's happening right now is people that, let's be honest, uh, I'm not trying to speak ill of our customers, but I can say beyond a shadow of a doubt, most of our customers, they want to connect and they have some issues socially. And they should be talking to life coaches, to therapists, to counselors. But for them, for some reason, it's more shameful to hire a relationship therapist than it is to hire a scholar color worker. Hmm. And guess what they do? Then they end up, what do they do, Raven? We're trying to get busy and they're trying to talk about trauma. I just trying to fuck, come on. (laughs) (laughs) and are we qualified to deal with that type of stuff we're getting qualified you and i but not all of us are yeah yeah we're going for our credentials we're transformation coaches certified and um art therapists certified and all of that stuff but that doesn't mean that everyone that's a scarlet color worker can actually help these people like we kind of can but we're putting a band-aid where potential amputation and you know like robotics are required um, so what we'd love to see, and, and this is something we're working on. So maybe this is a little, um, a little, little bit of a, too much of a tease, this foreshadowing, but we'd love to have a platform to match customers with their ideal, you know, sex worker, their ideal scarlet color worker. And as they de- 
develop their bond and their friendship and and their camaraderie uh, on a long-term basis, um, essentially using the algorithm, we're able to kind of segue them into life coaches and therapists, um, people that are more qualified to help them. And I'd love for it to be a seamless process. So in a way, like they know it, but the fantasy is never broken. That third wall is never rendered. So for them, they're getting their rocks off, but they're also learning life skills and relationship skills. And they might actually fix their marriage their relationship with their family, whatever in the process. And it's going to put a whole lot less pressure on Scarlet Fellow Workers. That would be great, wouldn't it? Yep. Awesome. awesome. Very cool. How can people find out more about the Primal Lust Cooperative and the and, and everything that we've been talking about and the services you provide? Yeah. So we have our website at primallust.zone slash info, and you can click around there and get to know us and our talent and uh, see our virtual events with the link primallust.zone slash virtual events. That is our podcast. We call it the Risque Biz Talks. We have currently over 20 hours of information available to digest and learn about the industry and get your brand polished. And if you ever need to reach out to us personally, you can always email us at primalust.zone. Oops, sorry, I'm doing the, the link again. Primalust at gmx.com. That is our email. Very cool. Awesome. <laughs> uh, Zenith and Raven, thank you very much for being on the podcast today. Uh, very informative for us, and it's great to hear something that we have not heard before. Mm -hmm. And um, I will be looking into uh, wandering around in the metaverse. Yes, awesome. We'd love to show you around sometime. Thank you so much for having us today. Thank you so much. It's an honor. We love your work and what you're doing for this self-love revolution. And I uh, hope we can work together more. Awesome. Fantastic. Thank you much. Bye. Take a moment to support the podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Or just tell your friends. Feel free to reach out to us. We love interacting with you. Contact us with questions, podcast comments, or just to say hi. You can find us on FetLife as Dan and Dawn. We are Erotic Awakening on Instagram. Use the links from the Erotic Awakening website for Facebook and Discord. Or just email us at Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dawn. <laughs>